episode 13 of our podcast. I'm Alex, one half of The Sober Experiment. And I'm Lisa, the other half of The Sober Experiment. So today we've got Jane with us and we're going to be discussing her story um, and a little bit of a focus on blackouts, which is something I'm quite interested in. So hi, Jane. Hi, Jane. Hello. It's evening here in Japan, so I've just fed the kids and hopefully I'll be undisturbed. I'd love to kind of go back. Who was Jane before sobriety? Uh, well, I don't think I've really changed that much fundamentally as a person. I was probably just doing exactly the same as what I'm doing now, but I have a can of Chuhai, which is like an alco-pop drink that I was very fond of. So I'd probably be doing what I'm doing now, but I'd have a Chuhai at the same time. So what actually compelled you to stop drinking? Was there like some defining moment in your life or was it like a collective? Do you know what? I never considered giving up drinking. I always thought that was just part of me, that I, lo- I love drinking, you know? And, and, and no one even questioned the way that I drank. No one even said, like, oh, maybe you've had too much. Maybe friends, when I'd go, oh, I can't remember last night, they'd be like, oh, what are you like? <laughs> but anyway, one particular night, I, I um, <laughs> well, actually, my family had all gone to sleep. I was feeling like, you know how you feel overwhelmed with like life? And I was having one of those times, I was just feeling really overwhelmed and maybe use, using alcohol to, to like drown it out. But one evening I was invited out by some foreign dads and um, my family had gone to bed. You know, it was like nine, 9.30 at night and I was sat up drinking and someone, one of the dads invited me out for a drink. And I thought, ah, fuck it. <laughs> I'd had a couple of drinks, so I thought, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out, and you no one will even know. So anyway, I went out, <laughs> and I had, a, I, I, I had a really good laugh. It was brilliant, and it was quite nice, you know, being out with the lads. They're all married. It was nothing, you know, and nothing like that in it. We were just, you know, talking about our kids, talking about, like, our marriages, talking about living in a foreign country and all that. Anyway, but after a few drinks, then, you know, all bets are off for me. Yeah. I don't. I don't consider anything. One bloke, I, the last, one of the last things I remember is one of the guys suggesting that we go to a cocktail bar, which obviously I leapt at the chance. Cocktails, yeah, fantastic. So we went to this cocktail bar and then one of the guys went home. He was like, nah, I've had enough now. You know, I've got work tomorrow. I'm going. And the others were, oh, stay, stay. And, you know, it's really weird because that's the moment I remember. And that's the moment I think I should have gone home then anyway, but I didn't. <laughs> I stayed out and I remember smoking. I don't even smoke, but when I'm drunk, I'm like smoking cigs, poncing cigarettes off people. Anyway, so I'm, I'm drinking cocktails, I'm smoking cigarettes. Next thing I know, I'm riding my bike and I'm lost. It's and it's morning. A push bike. And it's morning. And my husband is ringing me like, where the fuck are you? Oh, and I'm, I don't know where I am. And I don't know what's happened to me. I'm covered in bruises and I can't really ride my bike. And I'm like, God, I'm so thirsty. It was really hot. It's June and June in Japan is like roasting hot. So the sun's coming up. It's getting really hot. I don't know where I am. Eventually I like, cause there's a line of mountains near where I live. So I just thought, right, okay, look at the mountains and then travel like South along the mountains and then you'll know where you are. So eventually I made it home. My battery had gone, so I couldn't speak to my husband. Anyway, so eventually I made it home like nine o'clock in the morning and my husband had to get the kids to school and he was really pissed off with me. And then to make matters even worse, I lied and said oh, I was out with a friend 
Yeah. And obviously he must have been like, don't think so. Because he phoned that friend's husband who said, no, my wife wasn't out last night. So then it was like, uh, I've got to like tell him the truth about who I was out with as well. <clears throat> Needless to say, he was really pissed off. And I was really ashamed. And there was just one thing that he said to me. And I'd, and I'd done this to him before. Yeah. And I remember listening to Alex. You're the redhead, yeah? Yes, I'm <laughs> yeah. the redhead one. <laughs> Alex, you'd, you said something about how your husband looked at you and just went, I'm disgusted with you yeah. kind of thing. And, I've, and he's looked at me like that before many times. And he looked at me the same this, that day. And I was, and he was like, you know, you don't care about me and you don't care about the kids. And I was like, oh, that is so wrong. Yeah. But as soon as I've had a few drinks, I don't think about anyone. Yeah. I don't even not, think about myself. It's not myself. you don't care, is it? It's, it's not. Not at no, all. No, it, it goes, I think that is alcohol though, isn't it? Even if you look at like yeah. the, the cigarettes, it's, it's just lack of inhibitions and thinking, yeah. well, I'm just going to do it. It's not. It's not that you don't care. Well, you don't care in the moment. That's the truth. You yeah. don't care in the I moment. I really, yeah. And I, it's like, no, at that time, after I've had a few drinks, I don't think about my children. I don't think about me. I don't think about anything. Yeah. I just think I'm going to get hammered. Anyway, so that, him saying that made me think that's so wrong. I do really care. And I can't keep on saying sorry because that's yeah. just not going to wash anymore. And that's when I just thought, I've just got to stop drinking. Because that's what it is. It's the alcohol that's making me do that. Because in my right frame of mind, I wouldn't do that. No. So he was like, you don't need to stop drinking. You just need to learn when to stop. And I was like, no, that is my problem. I don't know when to stop. And I can't. Because by the time I've got to the point of stopping, I don't care. And I don't yeah. want to stop. And I just carry on and carry on and carry on. So, yeah, it was that morning I thought, this is it. I've got to stop now. And but that's when I what, started. Sorry, Jane. Go on. Did you know at that point, that morning, did you think, I'm going to stop forever? <sighs> I don't know. Maybe I didn't think that far ahead, to be honest. I think I just thought, I really, yeah, I've got to stop this. But then I just thought to myself, well, actually... I have before said to him, oh, like, I'll be good. And next time I go out, I'll behave and I'll make sure I get the last train home and things like that. But then it's just all gone out the window. So I don't know. I suppose I must have thought at that moment, it, it, you won't be able to get a handle on it. You won't ever be able to control it. And that's, yeah, that's when I thought, no, I, I think I have to stop. Going back to For, that time forever. then. Mm -hmm. How did you find the first few weeks? I know we're talking later, aren't we, about yeah. the first 30 days. Did you find yeah. it relatively easy to stop drinking? Was it hard? How did you find that, you know, the, first, the beginning? Well, I, I guess something like a, a good thing happened was that I was going away to England for my like annual trip to England. Yeah. Um, just like the following week. So I travel with my kids to England. So it was like I was getting away from like the situation in a way. So I was going to a different situation, which I would relate some of it with alcohol, but not a lot of it with alcohol. Like when I meet my, my parents, neither of them drink. It doesn't involve alcohol. So I knew that I could quite easily go to England, be with my family and not drink 
So in a way, it was quite good. I got out of my normal routine and went. But in another way, that was really hard because I was incredibly, like, I felt really raw and really emotional and being away from my husband, who I thought at the time, he wants to fucking divorce me. This is it. Like, when I go away to England, he's probably, he's probably going to, like, change the locks and I'll be kicked out of the house and don't bother coming back type of thing. But, yeah, so there was kind of that. I was a bit worried about that. But maybe it was good. I, I got out actually completely away. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, the first 30 days were really hard. So and I grabbed onto any motivation I could. So tell us about that then. So you, what, what was that? What kind of things spurred you along? Podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> Loved podcasts. So I listened to lots of podcasts and a lot of them, like uh, at first I didn't know any, any British ones. So I was listening to American podcasts. I listened to the Bubble Hour I listened to Sober, A Sober Girl's Guide. Yeah. I listened to a little bit of This Naked Mind. I, I bought the book, um, Sober Mummy's Diary. Is that what it's called? Yeah, I bought that book. Sober Diaries, that was one of my favorite. Yeah, the Sober Diaries, yeah, yeah. And I just like immersed myself. I, I went on Instagram and I just followed any account was sober in it. Like, right, <laughs> follow, 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 follow. I want to just look at Instagram and be filled with, look at all these happy people that don't drink. That's what I want to be like. Was you quite shocked? I remember when I first stopped and I uh, downloaded Catherine Gray's book, The Unexpected Joy of Being Sober in while I had hangover. Um, and I remember being quite shocked when I looked on Instagram and social media, how many people there was that was so similar. It was like <coughs> a revelation to me. Yes, absolutely. I completely agree because I didn't even consider, like at the time when I was drinking, I didn't think it was a problem. I just thought, oh, well, I'm just like everybody else. But then when I started listening to other people's stories about how they felt about alcohol, about like the blackouts and also the thinking, the overthinking about, oh, how much have they had to drink? How much of that do I have to stop drinking now? Can I have another drink later? Like, when can I start drinking again? And, you know, all these things I thought, God, I thought only I, I, I didn't think that was, I don't know. I, I thought that maybe I was unusual but it was so nice to hear that other people thought like that. But actually, I don't think I even voiced that to anybody. So it was really nice to hear somebody saying things that I probably hadn't spoken to anybody about because most people I know just drink normally. One of the things that um, drew me to you um, was the fact that you've experienced blackouts. Now, yeah. am I right in saying you haven't? Lisa, sorry. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. So I one have. of you, I one have. of you is a vomitor, and one oh, of you is a blackout, aren't you? Yeah. Well, 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 you're the vomitor. Yeah. I'm the vo I'm the vomitor. Um, I'm yeah. the blackout. <laughs> I didn't think yeah, Lisa had okay. experienced blackouts, but I've yeah. I've um I've had two big ones that I can remember. Albeit, and I'm gonna again, we're talking about this later on. Um, on when we release our next podcast, you'll hear about this. But I am remembering more and more. So I've remembered two significant blackouts. And when, you know, I'm not talking for anyone who doesn't know what a black, blackout is. We're not talking about being unconscious or passing out. This is like, I'm functioning, I'm doing my normal thing, but I remember nothing. And I mean, zero <laughs> about it. But I've never really spoken in depth to anyone else, clearly not even you, <laughs> who's experienced yeah. this. So do you want to tell us a little bit about your or any significant blackout you've had? 
Well, yeah. In fact, I think the first time I ever drank, I blacked out. You know, I was like 15 and I had a bottle of vodka and a can of Fanta and I was just down, you know, down by the beach. I grew up in Newquay. So I was down by the beach, just like necking it. And then I don't remember. And next thing I'm at home and my parents are like, you're grounded. We had to, <laughs> we, we had to stay up all night because we thought you were going to choke on your own vomit. And I was like, I don't even remember getting home and it wasn't until I spoke to my friends they said yeah you were doing this and then your mum and dad came to pick you up well your, your dad came to pick you up and we said don't tell him that you've been drinking and immediately you said dad I've been drinking and anyway <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah I think the first time I ever got drunk I had a back out but yeah it seemed it just seemed like a common occurrence for me I would be like yeah I'd never remember getting home and I'd always have that feeling I'd just wake up in the morning and go okay I'm in my bed okay where's my phone Where's my wallet? Okay, everything seems to be all right. How's the husband? He seems okay. You know, <laughs> all right, right, okay. You know, not a problem. And I never used to, I know a lot of people talk about the anxiety of not knowing what happened. To be honest with you, I never had any anxiety about it because I thought, well, if I don't know, doesn't matter. That's you know. almost a little bit more dangerous, isn't it? You know, like, because exactly. I, I was the same. I used to think, oh, I hope I haven't upset anybody. But I also used mm. to think, oh, well, I can't remember it. So it didn't happen. You know, like almost. Yes. Yes, yeah. me too. I'd be like, well, it wasn't me. <laughs> you know, that was someone else. I didn't yeah. do it. But I would tentatively like send a message in the morning to a friend and go like, oh, how was last night? You know, did oh, wasn't, well, wasn't last night fun? And then to see what came back, you know? Yeah. <laughs> no, it was not fun. Do you know what you did? <laughs> yeah. No. And then, yeah. And then when people did tell me what I did, which, you know, a lot of the time it wasn't really horrible. It was just like really, you know, ridiculous sometimes. Yeah. And then I would just be like, you know... Can't believe I did that, but hmm, okay, but it's okay. And I did. I really did not think there was a problem with it until I got older, and then I'm still doing it. You know, in my forties, and I've yeah. got children, and I've got a husband who's getting pissed off with it. So then I was like, hmm, actually, that's not that's not on. That's not normal, is it? No, and I and I don't know about <clears> you, <throat> but the the sh I do feel ashamed now. Even though I don't mm. remember what happened, I know that to get into that state, it frightens me, number one. It frightens me that I actually mm. got to that state because I genuinely will never remember and it's scientifically proven that you'll never ever yeah. remember what happened. But um, also, yeah, because anything could have happened to me and I think, oh God, imagine drinking that much, you've put yourself in that position. But I think that's what comes with sobriety, isn't it? Like the clarity of it and the, 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 real, the re realization of the risk. Yeah, and I think that's what made me think, like, on the morning when I woke up after riding my bike and being covered in bruises, that day I thought, if I'd fallen off my bike and smashed my head open, or if I'd ridden my bike into a car, or if I'd, you know, been taken off by some undesirable characters, then my kids would have to grow up knowing, you know, our mum died because she drank too much yeah. and that I just couldn't I just couldn't live with that I just thought no I just, well I'd be I'd be dead but anyway you know what I mean I just thought <laughs> no I've been Sorry, that's I've not been... even funny but... <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean I just thought it's 
that is no way to be to put yourself in that kind of danger is nowhere to be especially when you've got children you've got responsibilities and my husband used to say that to me and I'd be like oh you're so boring you know just because you don't like just because you don't like a drink you know I mean he does drink but he doesn't drink excessively but I used to just think oh it's a cultural thing I'm British I'm not meant to binge drink it's what we do yeah but and then but I now I realize actually he wasn't just being like you know like that he's he is a responsible person and does realize that when you've got children you can't be putting yourself in that kind of danger yeah so what's the drinking culture like where you are Jane and I know you said before you're in Japan what is it like is there alternatives Yep, there are. There's quite a lot of alcohol-free alternatives, actually. Like, not really good wine, but there is, like, the Chuhai, the Alco Pop that I like to drink. They've got lots of different flavours of that, that um, and alcohol-free, and lots of alcohol-free beer as well. But I don't drink beer. But, yeah, so there are alternatives, definitely. And also, I think here, it's, like, it, to be falling around drunk is a bit embarrassing, people don't really want to embarrass themselves like that so they tend not to I'm not saying that they're not getting drunk but they probably are doing it maybe in the safety of their own home they're not out on the streets like partying yeah (laughs) which you see over here you do like you said like Mm. over there it's a little bit embarrassing whereas Mm. over here people aren't necessarily as embarrassed you know Mm. you going to town on a Saturday night 11 11 o'clock and these people thought mm. it's just a normal thing which is really quite scary mm. it's celebrated isn't it oh I got absolutely yeah. hammered last night yeah <laughs> yeah mortals you know all that and yeah, the fact that people always shocks me about going up is when people couldn't handle the drink we, we like thought they were wusses all <laughs> 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 oh, right lasted longer yeah. than you Lisa yeah, yeah drank you under the table always better at yeah. shots <laughs> oh, no I wasn't that is when I used to have blackouts for shots well, I didn't like them you used to make me have yeah. them no I used well I did oh, I was, a, I was yeah. a drink pusher I she was, was a shot pusher <laughs> I was, I was <laughs> saying that is it I am not having shots tonight don't be so stupid and I would be the first mm. one to buy them and I think it must yeah. have been when I was getting a little bit anxious or because I have realized that I do have social anxiety and I never ever knew mm. that and looking yeah. back now I can see the situations when I would buy shots and it would be feeling when I was feeling a little bit anxious or not knowing what to talk about or so I'd just mm. go to the the bar and order shots for everybody. It used to cost me a fortune. I went to a house party once with a bottle of aftershock. <laughs> everyone else took wine. I took aftershock and got everyone absolutely. I'm <laughs> like, what? <laughs> so, so what? What? Can you explain to us a little bit what socialising is like for you now? So since you've given up drinking, what's it like in Japan? Well. I mean, to be honest with you, I'm a, you know, I'm a 46 year old mum now. So it's not as if I have much of a social life. And, you know, the mums that I know, we're, we all kind of live in different areas of the city. So it's very rare that we get to have a night out together. Yeah. So um, my social life, you know, I'll meet a friend for lunch or something. But I have, I have been on nights out without alcohol. And like I've had friends' birthdays, like I organised my friend's hen do, organised another friend's 40th. Every year I organise a Christmas dinner. So I just do it all but minus the alcohol now. So it's and not, you wouldn't I don't, say it's in, hindered it then? It's not hindered yourself? No, it's not, not changed it at all. No, Brilliant. no, not made any different. But then, you know, I think if I'd got 
sober when I was younger and when I was in England, it would have completely changed because I was out a lot when I was like single and when, you know, before I had kids, yeah. that would have been, then everyone would have been like, I think I would have just lost all my friends because, you know, <laughs> basically we were just drinking friends and they would have been like, well, if you're not drinking, then we're not inviting you. Nobody knows what else to do, really, I find. No. You're not drinking. I had a friend invite me to a birthday party, and she actually said to me, I know you don't like drink, but I'd really like it if you'd come out with us to the bars. And I was like, I'd love mm. to. It's just nobody's mm. asked me for 16 months. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, yeah. of course I'd love to come out. Yeah. But lines come in. I'm not a plan. <laughs> yeah, Alex loves that line. <laughs> she said, what, what do you drink? Water. And she's like, I'm not a plan. I drink more than water. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> so, but yeah, because I was like the, the social, I'm quite, you know, a social organiser. I like to organise parties. So, um, you know, it's me that's inviting everybody. So that's why it didn't really change. But I think yeah. if I, it was different and Pete, I, I mean, I wouldn't have invited a non-drinker. Like I had a Hindu and one of my friends wasn't drinking. And I was like, are you sure you want to come to my Hindu? If you're not drinking? <laughs> yeah. And she's like, yeah, I can still have fun. And I'm like, oh, but I wouldn't want to be around a load of really drunk people on a Hindu. And she's like, it doesn't bother me. And now I'm sober. I'm like, I completely understand where she comes from. Yeah. It's so bizarre. But at the time. Yeah, mm. I'm exactly the same, again, with the same party, because I, I've gone vegan now as well. And she had to send me the menu, and it's like... A, <laughs> Your face. Oh, no, no. <laughs> I know. So it's a bottomless brunch, so you get 90 minutes of drinking mocktails, and then it's got this yeah. full menu. And I was like, I can't believe I'm the sober vegan. Like, what is that about? Oh, I, I'm only playing with that, by the way, because I do really respect the <laughs> Because I'm but the no, opposite. I'm, I'm like almost carnivore. <laughs> I wish well, I could do you, it. you laughing, like it reminds me, I said to one of my friends, like, oh, you know, I've given up drinking. I hope that's all right. You know, I hope you're not going to be like, oh, what's, what's your problem? She went, no, no, you're all right. Just as long as you don't tell me you're vegan. <laughs> we, have these, we have this ongoing thing because honestly, <laughs> we're opposites in most things. Um, and yeah. yeah, I'm a meat eater. But you know what? When, when Lisa comes to me, like I've just brought her a load of vegan stuff now because I'm not mm. going to have it. And if I come here and she makes food, she'll quite happily make me something that isn't vegan friendly. She'll try to push vegetarian on me, but not vegan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite shocking though. I can't, if I'd have looked at my piece of paper, you know, where I've ticked vegan and sober, yeah. I'd be like, oh, who is that? They're not, not coming to my <laughs> Not inviting her. I'd be She's like, they're dull. not coming to my party. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I completely agree. Thing, completely agree. And I think the thing is, and this is what we've been discussing and, and what you just alluded to, a lot of the reason that you worry about somebody else attending who's going to be sober is because it makes you question your own habits and you start to think, oh, well, what if they're going to judge me or what if they think I'm drinking too much? It actually does make drinkers uncomfortable to have a sober person around them, I believe. Yeah, I didn't think that. I didn't think like, oh, are they going to judge me? I just used to think, how can they have fun <laughs> like how what kind of fun are they going to have without alcohol inside them little did i know yeah <laughs> i know and it's so 
all good that we do know. I love it. I've just enjoyed it so much. It's been a, an amazing journey. And, you know, getting to meet people like you, Jane, is just fantastic. Yeah. It's one of the huge benefits of sobriety. It really is. I agree. It's yeah. really, and I, I think, like, I met some people. I joined a, an, another community on Facebook, and I met some people when I came over in the summer. I met them down in a sober pub in Cheltenham yeah Cheltenham and I was like look at me going to a sober pub meeting a sober stranger like what is going on but like it was so nice and I was saying to the people that I met I think ex-drinkers are actually the most fun yeah yeah because, because I think the thing is you know you know that you went yeah. too far before and you know I, I, yeah we were saying this the other day to somebody I can't remember who now but um I just lack a little bit of confidence early on in terms of like, mm. I wouldn't get up and sort of be dancing on tables, which I definitely did do when I was drinking. But now, yeah. you know, I might eventually get there, but it does take me a little bit longer to get to the same point. Check that the table's safe now. Yeah, instead of popping <laughs> yeah. on and breaking my arm. <laughs> oh, is that why you had that cast on in one of those photos then? In no, Dublin? it's not. That's another story. That was at a funeral. Yeah, I actually <laughs> was carrying gin and tonics um, from the bar after quite a few gin and tonics, back to the table um, and decided that I was going to do my signature dance move, which I've not given anybody the pleasure of watching, but it's kind of a bum wiggle thing. Slipped off my heels in the middle of a routine and fell, and it was videoed. It was actually videoed. Oh, I think I heard you talking about this on another podcast. It was my yeah. favourite video. It yeah, was. she loved it. Yeah. And she used to take me out and go, like I was some sort of freak show. And she'd take me out and she, when we were in Ireland, she'd just go over to groups of people and go, have you seen her arm? Do you want to know how she did it? Look at the video. And I'm like, oh yeah, use me, use me, it's fine. Brilliant. Do you know, it's weird because when you're drinking, people, People say to you oh your true personality comes out when you're drunk you know the, the real you comes out when you're drunk when I think that's bollocks actually because you know you're not getting up and dancing on tables because actually we don't want to dance on tables <laughs> you know I think do you really want to do that I think this saying was brought about by people that well, they just didn't get it because it annoys me, this, Jane, actually. I'm really glad you said it. People saying that your true personality comes out when you're drinking. You know what? It doesn't. It made, alcohol made me into yeah. a person. I just wasn't. And I used to wake up with really bad anxiety because I'd done things that I just couldn't imagine myself doing. Like you said, yeah. we've not done any of them things since being sober. No. And I've not missed no. them. I've never gone up to strangers either. And like said, you want to see a video? <laughs> yeah. Like I just wouldn't. And I wouldn't do smoke. That. I wouldn't smoke a cigarette. No. And also, I was like, my husband won't be watching it, and he's not here. But I was a really terrible flirt. And yeah. I wouldn't I do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, was, I, I was a really bad snogger, and we used to say this in my single days. Um, yeah. But I would just like randomly. I'd say, I'm going to snog it. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I mean, you could do worse. Like in my single days, I was, you know, back at some guy's hotel room and then waking up in the morning, like, 
who are you? How did I get here? Oh, it's, it's <laughs> awful, isn't it? it is. yeah. The first person that, I mean, I'll be honest with you, I have been in relationships. I'm just one of those people. I have been in a relationship since I was 15 and I'm 41 now. Very needy. But I've been married. <laughs> I've been married. <laughs> Both of my previous marriages, I'm on my third marriage now. And I, I don't even think everybody knows that. I've just confessed. <laughs> uh, I try and like, pretend I don't have the first one, but not remember it. I don't. We're going to talk. It was in a blackout, yeah. But I was, you know, until I met my husband now, I was, I was terrible. I was terrible. Um, you know, I was, you know, I wasn't intentionally horrible to the people. But when I think about the way that I treated my two exes in terms of just going, oh, I don't care what you think, I'm going out, and yeah, flirting, chatting people up, drawing general unwanted attention to myself, it was really unfair, and and I would have never put either of them. Whatever they've done in the past to me is irrelevant. I should never have put mm. either of them in that position and I'm just really lucky that my current husband now knows that I'm a changed woman and I wouldn't do that <laughs> and he does you know I've yeah. got, I'm very lucky because he knows that you know I'm with him I've done it before and leopards don't generally change the spots unless they stop drinking yeah 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 I agree and it was and it was the drink and it was like that was I do believe that you know you you don't like I didn't want to go for, I don't want to flirt around another man but once I've had a couple of drinks inside me kind of little you know oh I fancy like flirting around someone I fancy getting some attention and I you know I don't want that kind of attention no, I agree. but I to feel good about yourself drinking yeah yeah I don't know why but that certainly is not what I would do when I'm sober no, not interested <laughs> but, so yeah so is there anything that we should have asked you other than what we have asked you, Jane, or anything you just want to tell us about? One of the things that I found that when I stopped drinking was I was anxious. Like I had high anxiety and I didn't even know it. I had like this kind of racing feeling inside me that I just thought was normal motherhood you know I'm thinking about 100 things at once I'm trying to do like look after the kids and look after the house and do this and do that but then once I stopped drinking it went away yeah and the things that I didn't think I could do like oh I can't cope with this I can't cope with that I can cope with them because yeah. I'm not anxious I'm not in this heightened state of kind of I don't know I, I felt like I had all this oh I've got to do this I've got to do that and then oh god I'm so stressed at the end of the day I've got to have a drink and now that's kind of gone away. I was drinking to try and calm something down that was caused by drinking. So once I stopped and it went away, I was like, oh, right. So it was alcohol that was causing me to feel like that. It was alcohol yeah. that was causing me to feel like I needed alcohol. Yeah. Amazing, so, yeah. In Japan, we do like all you can drink offers. So, whenever we have a party, we've organized with the owner of the place to pay a certain amount of money for food and drink for two hours. So, obviously, my mission was to get my money's worth, mm. you know. So, <laughs> it was like all you can drink was a personal challenge. Like, oh, yes, I can drink a lot. <laughs> you're you're going to be sorry. You're going to be sorry you offered that all you can drink deal. You should have charged yeah, me so. double. <laughs> yes. I did. I used to find it like, yeah, I'm going to drink so much and then like be necking. Anyway, so that was why I didn't really want to have a conversation because it would like, you know, I just want to drink. 
we got, we've got two hours. <laughs> yeah. I just couldn't imagine that now either. But I was exactly the same. It was all I was always focused on the next drink, going to the bar for the next drink, what I was going to drink yeah. for my next drink. Um, I would be yeah. nervously talking, drinking really quickly. Yeah. I just can't imagine. <clears throat> and it and it doesn't yeah. cost me half as much. I could drink past me ages now. I know. Oh, how about going to the toilet? Like, yeah. I was always in the toilet. Yeah. I spent all the, my time like, sorry, I've got to go for a wee, sorry, I've got to go for a wee. Now, I can sit there like the whole two hours, I don't need a wee. <laughs> it's amazing. I've it? been saying camel bladder here. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I was, and I always go to my friends, oh, I've got a weak bladder, I've got a weak bladder. Now I don't drink alcohol. I don't have a weak bladder. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not like a camel, but you know, it's better than it used to be. I've always been like that. To be fair, I used to spend my time in the yeah. toilet with other people. Oh God, I loved yeah. it. Toilet time. Yeah. yeah well, let's. <laughs> yeah, actually. So, did you ever used to do that? Did you used to use toilet time as like, okay, this is how. This is. Um, this is the time I'm going to judge how drunk I am. Did yeah. you used to do that? Yeah. So I'd be looking in the mirror and I'd be like, mirror. right, how drunk? How drunk am I? Am I? Dr am I all right? Am I okay? Or am I? Have I lost it? No, I got more beautiful in the mirror as the night went on. That's how I gave yeah, me too. Go, oh, yeah. you look hot. <laughs> I used to go like, oh, really? Who looks <laughs> How you really look, yeah. Years and years ago, I remember going to a pub near me, and I must have been, only been about 18, 19, and I remember looking at myself in the mirror for ages trying to focus on my eyes, <laughs> thinking... Mm. Are you drunk? Are you not drunk? Like having a full conversation yeah. with you. Yeah, it's I did that. I did that. I used to always do that. I'd use my toilet to see how my, my drunk gauge. What's my drunk gauge? If you how drunk do I look? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, am I all right? Am I okay? Look in the mirror. Are my eyes gone? Like, because my friends could say, they'd say to me, your eyes have gone now. Mine did. I know you're drunk now, yeah. My eyes would go. Yeah. yeah. People now, as somebody not drinking when we've been out in town, you can see people's eyes actually glaze yeah. over. Yeah. It's so bizarre. Yeah. yeah, it's weird. What would you a top tip be to somebody or something that you wish you'd known about sobriety? It gets easier. Yeah. Definitely. As time goes on. So I'm coming up now for my second Christmas. Now, last year I was thinking, how the hell am I going to go through Christmas without mulled wine and Baileys? I mean, I would just neck a bottle of Baileys so quickly. And a lot of my drinking was done at home. So I'd just be sat in front of the TV, you know, with the Baileys and all that. And I just thought, how am I going to cope? But I did I did cope. I didn't, I, you know, I got myself all the alcohol-free alternatives. I, I made myself alcohol-free mulled wine. And, you know, I just thought, the kids have a great Christmas. They yeah. don't need alcohol. They're having a great time. And that's what it's all about, you know. And I can wake up on Christmas morning not feeling a bit groggy. And I can cook the dinner on Christmas Day without being a bit like, oh, I'm a little feeling a little bit drunk and a little bit like I can't be asked to cook dinner anymore. Why am <laughs> yeah. I doing this? But, you know, I just, I went through last Christmas and it just was a joy. And I really, really had one of the best Christmases ever. And I know coming up now for my second Christmas it's it's just it gets easier it gets better 
the times when you're sat there thinking, God, I need a drink, God, I need a drink. You've got to get through those times because they do pass. Like this, my motto is this too shall pass because everything does. Those cravings will pass. And then that, you know, the, the feeling of missing out, you're not missing out on anything. And I think that's probably, you know, what I would say. If anyone is just starting and they're like, oh, how can I cope? How could she be so happy when she's not drinking? And I'll be like, because it gets easier. And every time you do something the first time sober, like one of my biggest things was camping. Love camping. And it always involved drink at like 11 o'clock in the morning and then sort of like gradually drinking during the day. And then once the kids have gone to sleep, drinking a lot by the fire at night. And I thought, how am I going to cope? My yeah. first camping trip, I was miserable as hell the first night. But then I woke up fresh as a daisy the next morning and was like, this is brilliant. This is the best way to do camping. I'm not hungover. I'm loving it. And we went out for a walk and I was full of energy. And now, yeah, the, just the first time's hard. The first anything is hard, but then it gets easier. It gets easier. Like as other people that I've heard talk on podcasts, like if you flex your sober muscles and, you know, once you've got those muscles, you can, you can do anything. It was lovely speaking with you, Jane. Really, really appreciate your time. So thank you for being with us. You're welcome. I'm so happy to talk to you both and see your lovely faces. I love your podcast. There's, there's a lot of like American podcasts. There's only a few like British podcasts. So I'm so happy that I found you girls. And I know you're from Lancashire. I used to live in Yorkshire, but that kind of Northern accent, it just <laughs> warms my heart. Well, thank you so much, Jane. It's been so lovely getting to know you. And behind, you know, when we see people's Instagrams and these pictures, yeah. it's just really nice to connect properly. So yeah. thank you. Yeah, same here. It. I can't wait for your next episode. Next time we're talking about alcohol-free drinks. Yes, we are. Yeah. So I'll see you later, Jane. All Bye. right. Bye. Bye.